0: Last week, we began by looking at radical hospitality because we understand as a people of faith, it begins with God. So God demonstrates what it means to be hospitable and reminds us that it is the mark of the kingdom of God. We had the text from Revelation, writing to a church, encouraging them. Even when they didn't always pull it together, there's a sense that, behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if any of us are willing to open up that door, the grace and the presence of God is shared in hospitality and table. And as we reflect upon it, we understood not only is it kind of a personal call, but it's even more so written to a church like ours. To be reminded that God calls us to open up and be accessible to the grace of God to guide us. Today, we begin to look at the example in more depth of who God is in our midst, how Christ demonstrated what radical hospitality is, and we'll hear the story of Jesus washing the feet of the disciples. So, to, from today's text, from the Gospel of John, chapter 13. For I have set you an example, that you should also do as I have done to you. Very truly, I tell you, slaves are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. The word of God for the people of God. When we hear this story, it's a powerful, it's one of my favorites, but um, I think sometimes we we can allow kind of the meaning of this foot washing to be kind of surface in some ways. And, and we might think that the symbolism might be a little shallow for what true hospitality is. This foot washing, recording the gospel of John, is, a, is a symbolic for us. And a couple of layers are happening. One is the evidence of a God of grace and mercy has this gnosis or emptying to become a subject of servant. And love and, and servitude to humanity. And in a way it presets what's going to happen in Jesus' acceptance of the rejection of humanity on the cross. But we know that the cross does not have the last word. Hatred doesn't have the fast word, last word. Injustice doesn't have the last word. Death doesn't have the last word. The gospel reminds us that grace and mercy resurrected hope guides us to the future. So Jesus, in washing the disciples' feet, demonstrates to us what it means to um, have a God who empties Himself and care and compassion for the world, and that God knocks at the door of our lives, hoping we'll receive. But on another level, then we know that Jesus begins to speak to them of the symbolism, establishing what the nature of the kingdom of God is: is that you know what I have done to you, which is intriguing. Why would Jesus ask the disciples, do you know what I have done to you? I don't know about you. And I, I understand, I'm like the disciples a lot. I don't always get it. I'm struggling a little bit, and I'm not quick. But the disciples must have been looking at each other and go, okay, here we go on again. Another lesson. Who's going to figure this out? <clears throat> well, Jesus, I think you washed our feet. But something else must be happening here. There's something else deeper that Jesus is getting to because I think he knew that he washed their feet. Remember, washing their feet was symbolic and not a lot of levels. And culturally, it was just a practice that was well known. If you went to someone's house, you were walking in arid desert areas, your feet were definitely in need of being cleansed. And uh, we know how it goes. If you've got smelly feet, raise your hand, right? It, it, we want it. It was just an act of, uh, you know, cleanliness. That, uh, that we would wash the feet. And so a bowl and a towel would be sitting there and guests would come in and they could wash their feet. And if the person had um, staff or servant working for them, they would wash the feet of the guests. It was a common practice. It wasn't common for the host to grab the bowl. And as Jesus grabs it, goes to a knee and starts washing the feet of the disciples. And I love it when he gets to Peter, right? who can't relate to Peter. He tries hard, but he doesn't always get it either. And he's so, to use the word radical, he's just so invested in how he can serve Christ and follow him. And in this case, Jesus gets to him and he says, no, Jesus, you can't wash my feet. I'm not worthy of that. And Jesus says, well, if you're going to follow me, you've got to let me do this. And then, of course, then Peter goes, well, then wash my whole body then. Let's just, you know, do a sponge bath here. And, and Jesus says, no, you're, you're missing the point here, Peter. The act of hospitality is what I'm doing for you. And the reason I'm doing it is so that you might do it for others. Because that's the mark of the kingdom of God. Hospitality. Doing something for the needs of others. But hospitality runs deeper than welcoming, doesn't it? It runs deeper, even as important as name badges or saying hi and smiling to someone. Those are important. But hospitality runs deeper, doesn't it? This week at staff, we um, were invited as a uh, congregation to allow an um, organization to come in to use part of our facility, and which is always a wonderful thing. And then we heard a description. Neil was reading to us the request, and it was that this organization um, clips toenails for people. Yeah, that's what we, had. that's our first initial response. You know, that's, you know, that, that, you know, ranks up their washing feet. I don't like my feet to be washed. In, in fact, when, whenever we do a Holy Week event and there's foot washing, I always prefer to do the hand washing. As a, I, I just get really self-conscious about it. I don't know. Um, but the example of clipping toenails, we, and you think about it, what an act of hospitality. Because some of us struggle just to get our socks and shoes on. And there are those who have a difficulty of reaching to to get to their toenails. And so what what a humbling act and graceful, kind thing to do for someone. Hospitality. Sometimes it makes us uncomfortable. Sometimes it pushes us beyond what we would normally do for others. So my ask is, what do we do as a congregation in terms of how we invest ourselves in hospitality? Hospitality. I'm sure the disciples remembered that night when Jesus washed their feet and they were trying to learn to understand that they too were called to wash other people's feet. But it, it wasn't just foot washing. It, it was an act of service and a compassion, a connectedness that was really important. It drew them into that. Jesus' act of hospitality becomes the trigger for what it means to be a people of faith. It's interesting that research has found that faith-based Hospitality has slowly been replaced by institutional hospitality. And that all began around the 4th century with the advent of state-funded hostels and hospitals to care for people in need. Those are wonderful things, and institutions are important. But we know how it goes. Sometimes we organize institutions, and then we feel so separated from what they're doing, we don't have a connection with it. or we're totally dependent. We do the same with education, don't we? Our children, we send them to school, we expect them to educate them. A good educator is going to remind you that it's still a key role in the family is to help their child to grow in understanding how to study and be with them. It's no different than hospitality. We can't lose our sense. Research also shows that the churches had the greatest impact in communities were those who definitely committed to hospitality. And this was a hospitality that ran deeper than being welcoming, smiling, as long as you didn't sit in my pew kind of thing. It was a hospitality that ran deep into a care and compassion and offering what were the needs of the community. And how do we not only be friendly, because I can get that at McDonald's, well, sometimes, being friendly, but I'm supposed to be friend. I want to be interested. In the article I recently wrote for um, the newsletter, I, I, I'm, I'm really curious to know not only who you are, uh, I want to know how you're doing. And not only do I know how you're doing, I want to know what's important to you in your life. These are some of the questions and connections that are really important for us to run deeper in what it means to be hospitable. And when we learn about each other, maybe we can act in kinds of grace, provide safety, friendship that's meaningful. Because it's the mark of the Christian community. But those churches that don't have that sense, they struggle more. They aren't as vibrant, but those who commit themselves to that kind of connectedness, being kind to those who are traveling, or especially to the strangers, there's a sense of community. The studies interestingly found out that frequently women, widows, and bishops are the most hospitable hosts in the New Testament, and it was unique to Christianity. A study was done in 2019, a group conducted, and what they found out is hospitality in terms of welcoming visitors and guests was at one level, as I mentioned, but those who were intentional about taking it deeper had a much greater impact, both inside and outside the church, allowing them to connect with people and do vibrant ministry, and there's a sense of vitality that the the other churches who are less hospitable had. I'm excited because... I've become a part of a church that is committed to hospitality in its many forms. Even this last week, I had the opportunity to go down to St. Ben's to to help with a meal for uh, for those who had to have access to food and to connect with them and learn a little about who they are and serve the food. What a blessing. What an act of hospitality. Granted, it's probably not going to add more members to our church membership, but hospitality at its core, that's not what it's about. It's about engaging humanity in ways that brings compassion and care and support, mutual connection, identifying the sacred in everyone. How do we move forward as a congregation in the sense of hospitality? How do we prepare ourselves? We're trying to reach out. And one of those things we're doing is we're excited about as we're coming in September 10th, of course, is the picnic. That's a welcome picnic to the community. I want to be honest with you. It's for you, but it's not for you. It's for you to connect with the people that are around you. It's for you an opportunity to get kind of an accessible opportunity for your family and friends and your neighbors to come to something where hospitality is demonstrated, good food, conversation, great music, a sense of what it means to be a part of the community of faith. Maybe think about some of the people that you know that, that aren't connected with the faith community who would benefit from knowing God's grace and mercy in their life, think about them. Start praying about them. And ask God to give you an opportunity, maybe, to say, here's an opportunity to come and be a part of something where hospitality is demonstrated. There's other ways that we can demonstrate hospitality. And um, I know historically one of the things I like to encourage members of a church is to do a few things. One is, if you're able, for those of us who can, and this is significant for our church, Park further away. That's hospitality. Now here's the other part. When you get into the sanctuary, sit closer. I know, who wouldn't want to be closer to the pastor? I mean, that's so cool, right? But what it does is as we grow and as we demonstrate hospitality, folks that are guests and checking us out find it easier to sit towards the back and there's more comfort and safety for them. How are those simple things that we might engage and care? Another one you're going to hear more about is what's called the 510 link. It's just an opportunity before and after worship. We might look around for five minutes before and after people that we may not know. Now I know how church goes. I love connecting with people I know and love. And that's what I love to do and that's important with fellowship. But for a few minutes before and after the service greet somebody that you may not know. And I know how that goes. I don't recommend going up I don't, are you new to this church? Right? That's not a good start. Because when they say, well, I started in 1983, (laughs) then you, oh, oh, sorry. Right? And that's uncomfortable, awkward. Um, I'll probably be doing that to some of you. But when it's done better, the idea is, "Hi, I don't know if we've met, my name is. And then allow the conversation to go. Usually people respond with sharing their name and the conversation begins. Small talk is a real gift. And I know for some of us, we're introverted. It's more difficult, but we can still take steps. See, greeting is an opportunity for all of us to connect and to welcome, to be a church marked in our neighborhood as one that's hospitable because that's the mark, the nature, of the kingdom of God. We're diligent about seeing opportunities to wash the feet of those around us. So how might we, in the days to come, Ask God to help us be intentional about moving past just being friendly, to befriending, to moving past being welcoming, to engaging and providing opportunity and allowing a safe place for folks to be who they are. I'm excited about the things. And there's so many opportunities here. We have so much to offer. May we be intentional about making available to those around us who may not know the grace and love of God in their life hospitality, radical, beyond the norm, is the mark of the Christian church. And may we find ways to find opportunity to be authentically caring for those around us because we have the perfect example in the Christ who washes the feet of the disciples, washes your feet and mine, and invites it to do it for those around us. Let us pray. Gracious God, How do we deserve a God who demonstrates through that physical act of caring for others, going to a knee, washing the feet? This self-emptying God then calls us to be reflective of that love in the nature of who we are as the church. Help us be intentional about learning ways we can be hospitable to others, how we can show love and compassion, how we can share a good laugh and a good meal. And to be a church that gathers to worship a God whose loving kindness strikes awe in our hearts every time. In the name of your love and grace, we pray these things. Amen. Closing him.